0: The game is over, and you want more. When the news breaks, and you want more. When you wake up, and you want more. It's highlights, it's breakdowns, it's analysis, it's opinion. It's Curbside Reaction, your next day post game podcast, and it starts now. Well, welcome into Curbside Reaction, your next day post game podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. As the Blues last night defeated the Florida Panthers by a score of 4-1, to and they now have scored four goals in three of the four games with Drew Bannister as head coach. It was a terrific rebound game after falling to the Tampa Bay Lightning by a score of 6-1. to The Blues are now at 16-15-1, one game over five hundred, as they end a long stretch of a lot of road hockey and come home now for eight of their next ten and nine of their next twelve on home ice the st louis blues skated to the 4-1 victory a big night for the blues top line a big night for joel hofer in goal let's get you to the highlights three on one blues in Kyru straight away butch namich whips on the shot Kyru's there he scores they were chasing a grease pig in the offensive zone and kairu put it in the corral 1-0 Blues, 15-10 to go, second period, as the Blues score first. The Panthers there, and Reinhardt got it out of the zone. He skates in with Forsley now, and it's turned over. Blues try to catch the Panthers, changing. Kairu hitting the trailer. Thomas to Kairu to Butchnavich, backhander, score! A patient backhand shot from Pavel Butchnavich, and the top line has two in the period. 2 nothing Blues, 12-14 to play, Second period. Far side, pass. The Diver broken up at the last moment. And the Panthers will go up the far wing, out of the zone, jump it in. Oh, and they score! The Blues are going to argue, say, if it went off the referee or it hit off the curb glass. Joe Hofer came out of the net to play a puck. It hit off the glass and angled in. And they'll have to figure out how this is going to go. Panthers get it back, shoot it on. Big save, top of the crease. Joel Hofer
1: turns and shoots. Hofer makes the save, has to get back. What a bad save off the left toe. Boy, he did not know where that puck went. He was really slow curved to get back to the cage, but he eventually gets himself there and makes another left pad save. He is looking sharp here. Gets along the wing. Thomas lost it in front they shoot it. Hofer swaps it away. What a save by Joel Hofer. He's playing some of the best hockey he's played all year right now.
0: Panthers turn it over to Saad. Saad cuts it into the middle. Shoots it on the back end. Might have hit the glove of Bobrovsky. Comes to the blue line to Scandella. Quick shot! They score! That puck might have been deflected in front by Torabchenko. And the Blues have regained the two-goal lead. 3-1 the score. 3-17 to play. Second period.
1: Well, that's how you respond off a goofy bounce right there.
0: Butch-Navis. Mariko blocks shot. the shot. puck bounce free. sod to butch David To the empty net. Score, Pavel Butch-Navich with a long shot from his blue line, an empty net goal. The Blues take a 4-1 lead. 3:09 to go in the third. Far corner, sucker. Bumps into the wall. You can hear the glass rattle. Three seconds remaining here in Sunrise, and that'll do it. Bring out the Zamboni. A good win on the road for the Blues in Florida tonight. Florida won the final. Hofer gets the win. The Blues back to a game over 500. And they come home now for a good stretch of home cooking after what's been quite a long run of road game. Here's Pavel Butchnevich with some thoughts on the game.
2: Yeah, we got two points. It's the uh, most important. No, I think we play well. Uh, Joel play well. Uh, keep us in the game, and we got resolved where we want. I don't know. We play good defense structure and, uh, from the D zone. We capitalize to, like... A, outman rushes, and, you know, we find ourselves, like, you know, we kind of know what we wanted to do, and, like, try to give in goals and uh, make plays, you know. But today we make plays and score goals, you know. I-, I deserve to be bench last game, and, uh, you know, I'm not at 20 years old to, like, thinking too much about uh, past games, and, uh, you know, we get results what we want, and, you know, bounce back, and, and you know, be ready for Chicago game. Uh, first period, he was unreal. Keep us in the game. I don't know how many shots, 15 shots. I don't know, couple of big saves. And uh, you know, he is unreal. It's a big reason we got the W today. And uh, you know, yeah, good tip. I can see like right away when he, when he score a goal and make a point, he walk like a McGregor. You know, like like that. So I can see like right away he score, got the point. So it's a big goal for us. And you know, like two goal games, it's not a one one goal game. So it's easy to play. And, you know, big goal for us. Joel
0: Hofer had a strong game, facing 37 shots in the game, allowing just the one goal, and it was a really crazy one at that. And here's what Joel Hofer had to say post game.
1: Yeah, of course, obviously, uh, you know, it's a big road trip and, you know, we obviously wanted, you know, get every win we can. So, um, you know, after a performance, you know, like last game, obviously it's one we don't like, but uh, yeah, it was a good response by the group. Treating your practices like your games, um, just having fun, obviously just, you know, trying to stay sharp and off the ice and, you know, getting my workouts in and all that stuff. And then just practices, that's pretty much it. It's fun to watch. They were uh, they were real good tonight. Yeah, when they're going, I, you know, we're a very hard group to um, play against. So, um, yeah, they were great. The curved glass got me, in, me and me in the roomie tonight pretty good. So. Uh, yeah Jake Jake uh, Jake I uh, think got the worst of it but um yeah it's it's all it's all good we
3: got the win
0: Drew Bannister demanded a response from his team he's got it here's what he had to say after the blues victory
3: to be honest with you it was there was a response i expected like that, that's, a, that's that's a character team in there uh, i know they've gone through some 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 tough spells here in the last little while but that was expected and i mean they dug in here tonight but listen he he he's a professional um you know what happened what happened two nights ago is, is done and over with. Like, uh, he came out and he played an outstanding game, you know. Robbie, Jordan, again, uh, you know, they were our best players again here tonight. And to win this league, you have to have your best players being your best players. You know, but what I thought overall as a crew, like, everybody came, uh, they were ready to compete. And we did things, you know, in our game that we didn't see two nights ago. You know, they're, 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 they're skilled hockey players. They're able to make those plays. Um, I'd like to see them shoot a little bit more, but at the end of the day, if they're able to score off it, then so be it. But I think there is some opportunities they can be a little bit more selfish, but they're, they're you know, they're, they're, they're making plays. You don't want to take that away from them, but I, like, I think I'd like to see them shoot a little bit more. But I like to, our whole group. Like, I think we have to have more of a shooting mentality. Yeah, I thought Joel had a great game for us. Um, you know, I obviously, I, you know, I thought the Tampa game, he, he played well, you know, when he went in in relief. Um... You know the one goal that they scored he didn't have a chance on it but uh i, I thought he looked conf- confident in, in in that game and then tonight like uh, I, he, he he made it easy for R D. he was able to get out to pucks early and, and uh make outlet plays for R D. it's a simple game for your d but uh, i thought he was really competitive around the boot like they did they go to the net hard they get their sticks on a lot i thought joel did a great job around the net like he, he was competing he was able to fight through traffic yeah, I mean, at that time of the game, towards the end of the the second, I mean, it's it's a big goal for us, you know, and we got pucks through to the net, and guys, you know, guys created chaos around the blue paint, and he got a stick on it. Yeah, you know, we need to see more. Like uh, that, that, that's the type of hockey that we have to play if we're going to be successful moving forward. Here, um, those guys, you know, they came to work today, but they 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 played a winning brand of hockey.
0: Robert Thomas joined us from down near the locker room right at the
4: end of the game, and here are his thoughts on the Blues' response. I think just habits. Um, you know, we came out in the first and, and really set the tone on how we want to play, and I think that's important. Um, you know, you're not always going to score in the first, and uh, it's about setting the pace, and we did that well and came out in the second and had, you know, some good chances and, and scored some goals, so I think... Uh, just coming out with the right mindset was was really important, and it set us up for the rest of the game.
1: Robert, I, I agree with the habits. I think it was all over the ice. This is something Drew Banister talked about before the game. What specifically, either about your game or your lines game, from a from a habit standpoint, did you guys flip the flip the page on from where you were versus Tampa the other night to tonight?
4: Yeah, I think we just created space for each other. Um, you know, pushing out in the D zone allows uh, you know tons of space underneath and gets them kind of backed off. Uh, I felt in Tampa we we didn't do a good enough job of that and. Um, you didn 't have any space to, to make any plays. you just had to chip it in and, and try and four check them and um, you know tonight we did the opposite and we were able to create a lot of chances off the rush because of it.
0: What does it do for you forwards when the defense does what they did today
4: and stood up at the blue line and
0: really broke up some entries of the Panthers?
4: yeah uh, I mean it creates all those chances uh, you know I think we 've got a couple goals off that it 's really important and um, you know it allows us to to feed off our rush game we 're a good rush team and um, you know, that, that creates a lot of chances for us.
1: Robert, last one I have for you. Of course, you guys are now one game above 500. How important is you guys return home for one more game before Christmas break against the Chicago Blackhawks? And there's, there's gotta be a little bit of a payback in your guys' minds, uh, heading into that Blackhawks
4: game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, we got to come out ready to go. Um, you know, they just won the other night. They beat a good team and, uh, they're, they're playing well. Um, obviously every time we play them, it's a, it's a good game. So, we got to be ready to go. Um, you know, you look at our division, uh, a lot of people climbing and playing well, so every point is uh, super important. Robert, in 2014 when the
0: Blackhawks beat the Blues out of the playoffs, the next night my daughter looked at me and said, I'm going to root for the Blackhawks, so I sent her away from the dinner table. She was nine. This Blues-Blackhawks rivalry <laughs> still exists.
4: <laughs> That's epic. That's funny. <laughs> Thank Joe, you, sir. Yeah, see you guys. Talk to day. you a
0: little later. And Joe, as you know very well, I'm still passionate about that rivalry.
1: Well, and I got a text from uh, Matt Lashoff, who did the last game. (laughs) And I'm not sure what was handed out. But he's like, hey, dude, you got to give me a call. I go, what's going on? He goes, dude, they brought us something in the booth, and, and, and Curbs did not let me take it. I don't know what it was. Like a scoo- no,
0: scoo- it like scoo- was We were messing around with you. They didn't bring anything. Oh, I go, OK. I said, send, send Joe a note. So I said, send <laughs> he, Joe a note that, that I wouldn't well. let you take the Blackhawks giveaway there. He
1: played it well. I'll never forget my first year in the booth. And they were so generous. You know, the notes in Chicago. They, they, overall, they do an amazing they job. Take, yeah. They have folders and pens and more notes you can ever imagine. And this nice PR lady comes down and says, "Hey, gentlemen, it's you know free towel giveaway night. We got these you know free Blackhawks. You know, you guys beach want to towels. use these?" And I, I'm thinking, these beach towels. I'm like thinking, you know, my uh, bath time at, at bedtime is certainly like a monsoon coming through our bathroom. And I'm thinking, yes. And you looked at the lady straight up and you said, "No, thank you." And she just she, <laughs> she didn't know what to say. I don't think anyone really denied her of, of free towels. And and I can't believe you, you would it.
0: even consider going home and letting your kids even dry their rear ends off with a, <laughs> with a towel that has the Blackhawks logo. Like, I remember, if you remember, right? Because I think you had a youngster at the time. Oh, uh, We had some one, youngsters. One of the many. I, I said, I go, if you tell me you're going to go home and use it as a diaper, I'll let you we can have it. Otherwise, that thing's got to stay here. Just give it to a fan in front of us.
1: <laughs> uh, you got to love it. Hey, I tell you what, like, like Robert said, though, they're playing some great hockey. That was a different Blackhawks team we saw in the yes. United Center, you know, a couple couple weeks ago their curves and it beat a great team the other day and and like you know it's gonna be it's gonna be one that you if you're st. Louis you're at home right when the game's over you begin your Christmas break that is the ultimate one where you better not look too far ahead you better just stay focused from the puck drop on because as we mentioned now they climb one one game above 500 they've been doing a seesaw around this 500 mark all year long can they figure out a way to grab a little bit of ground, get two games above 500 before this very important stretch before the new year. Joe,
0: the Blues were looking for a response.
1: That was what Drew Bannister told
0: us before he, the game. He was actually really emphatic about one thing, and you could, you could hear the determination and the passion in his voice when he said this. He goes, even if it's not going our way, we have to be better. And I thought that was telling. Tonight it went their way, and they were better.
1: Yeah, I think so. And it was a great response. I mean, this is a tough team in Florida, in Florida, you know, 40 shots on goal for Joel Hofer. You're using a goaltender that hasn't seen a lot of action recently. And it's amazing the way sometimes teams really rally behind that guy. I thought they were terrific here. I thought they were the better hockey team from start to finish. I think there was a bit of a feeling out process from both teams to start the game. Second period, of course, the speed of the top line takes over. And then from third period on, there's just a complete shutdown defensively, and there really wasn't much pressure outside of the shots from the outside from the Florida Panthers. We talked to Drew Bannister before. He was very adamant about, you mentioned curves, and then also the habits, instilling these back into this, uh, into the system, into the individuals. And I think that this was either going to be a step forward or step backward. And I think at the end of this game, you have to look at this game as a massive step forward for not only systematically what it looked like, I think some individuals stepped up in a big way. We saw the stops and the stars in the D zone. We saw Jordan Cairo manage the puck properly throughout the game, especially in critical times of the game, you know, whether it be blocking shots back-to-back for Colton Pareko. I mean, so many different individuals took a step here, and it was overall just a wonderful response from a couple nights ago against Tampa. The response is
0: one thing. You said this earlier on in the game. You got a little help with three posts, two posts in the crossbar but you also got the saves when you needed
1: them. You did. I mean, it was a combination of both. I mean, sometimes you have one and the other, and sometimes you have neither, and this game had them both. Right off the hop, we saw three posts. Sam Bennett on his first shift coming down, 0-0 game, two minutes in, and you're going to see him just smoke the iron. Then we saw Matthew Kachuk moments later on the power play hit the far side iron. We saw the second period, a flutter puck, and this is still a 0-0 game flutter puck no one knows on the ice where it is we can see it. we got a great vantage point of it and it's fluttering and ends up hitting the crossbar as well
0: so uh, last thing for you here before your bud light three stars we talked to robert thomas about the habits you mentioned early on uh, the response to the bounce back i think it's worth mentioning in, in a big way here pavel butch you know he, he was benched in the, the last half yeah. of that the, that last game that's not an easy thing for a coach to do even a new coach you've got to manage your way through that as well but drew banister talking about It sends a message to the whole team. I can't have somebody like that taking three penalties and having the kind of game that he had. He came back with a terrific game as well.
1: Well, not only penalties in that Tampa game, they were hooking penalties as he found himself behind the play where he wasn't moving his feet. And they're they're kind of quote-unquote lazy penalties. And and Busnevich would would be the first to say that. He got caught behind, and, and he made an undisciplinary hook on a team that you could not afford to have him on the power play too much as they were clicking at 30%. So it hurt the team. So what did he have to do? Unfortunately, one of the first tough decisions he's made in his tenure as a National Hockey League coach, he had to sit one of your best players and probably your best 200-foot player right now in Pablo Bucinavich for the last 10 minutes of that game. But what I love about it, not only did Bucinavich have success in this game, Curbs, I tell you what, what a moment to earn trust back for Drew Bannister. Remember the final minutes of that game? It's a two-goal game. Who did he put out there? He put out Pavel Buchnevich. I think a lot of coaches would almost continue the punishment maybe of saying, no, we benched the last game. Yeah, you're having success here, but we're going to give someone else a nod. But he went right back with them, not only right back with them on the top line, but to use them in a critical point of the game where he needed him to not only go out there and defend and really seal the game, and then I tell you what, as a player, to get an open net opportunity, anytime you can get out there late is you you just you want to you want to give your coach a big hug because that's just another goal for you and and make sure you, obviously your individual stats look a lot better, so I think that a love hate would you call it like a little bit of hate the other day and now love which has been a really nice relationship so far early on and and I really got to commend. Bannister, because I think he has just managed his bench really well, and I think he's just getting a lot of buy-in from a lot of veteran players right now. Alright, what do you have with the Bud Light three stars of the game in your work boots? Number three here tonight, Jordan Kairou. Number two, Pavel Buchnevich. Number one, let's go Joel Hofer. He was spectacular. And then work boots here tonight, I am going to go with Jake Neighbors. He took a hard hit. Uh, he just kept skating, kept moving. He was physical on the forecheck. I thought he was a driver on that haze line as well, so I'm going to go with Big Jake.
0: Time to check in with Tim Woodburn. He's a veteran hockey broadcaster of 13 seasons. He's covered major and minor league sports for 30 years, a fellow St. Louisan, and here's Tim's thoughts on the game.
5: Well, Chris, lots to take away from tonight after a big win in Miami. First of all... What a great job by the Blues of staying tough, having a goal that was called to make it 2-0, waved off, coming right back and getting it. They didn't get down. They weren't hanging their heads. I see new life. I see a new attitude in this team, and I'm just hoping it can continue. Uh, I spoke to an NHL scout in the Western Conference anonymously recently, as in yesterday. I said, what do you, what do you other teams in the league think about the St. Louis Blues? He said, well, if you broke down all the Blues goal scores, this year, and all the Blues' goals against this year, how many times has a team scored from a pass behind the net into the low slot for a goal, even a power play goal or just even a strength goal? And the Blues don't score many of those. The Blues don't have much secondary scoring. The Blues don't, guys, get tipped pucks in front of the net. Well, Korbchenko did tonight. That was great. Cairo had two points. That's good. Keep his confidence going. And it was really good to see a fight that the Blues had along the boards and having some adversity with a goal being called off and... That's what makes character. That's what builds character, I should say. And uh, it was a interesting game. And uh, I think that, you know, if the Blues could just get on a streak, man, just get on a streak, a little 5-6 game fatty, that's what we're all looking for. For Curbside Reaction, this is Tim Woodburn. All right,
0: Tim, thank you. Well, we wrap up each and every episode of Curbside. With a couple of takeaways from the game from my perspective, and one of the takeaways, and one of the takeaways that jumps off the page at you in the game was how the Blues managed the puck. It's something that Drew Bannister talked about prior to the game. Game management, shoot, something if you've listened to these broadcasts for years. Bobby Plager always talked about let the clock be your coach. Jordan Cairo, with seven minutes to go, brought the puck up the right wing. Dmitry Kulikov stepped up on him. So a lot of times that might have resulted in a turnover. He got the puck deep. The Blues were able to get in and on the forecheck. And while they didn't necessarily hold Florida in, Panthers then had to go 200 feet with seven minutes to go in the game. And then what did Jordan do? He tracked back towards the bench, followed the puck around, and made the defensive play at the red line on the other side of the ice. After that dumping, little plays like that, winning hockey. A play by Colton Pareko, smacking it high off the glass with five minutes to go. Things along those kind of lines, just getting the puck out and regrouping, keeping it out of danger zones. Clock management with the lead was important. And even with the one power play that the St. Louis Blues had, 30 seconds to go on that power play, and he didn't come out with just a one defenseman set. You had a two-goal lead. They put Letty out there with Falk, and they had the extra defender out there to make sure you're doing everything you can to protect that two-goal lead while you're also trying to score on the power play. So puck management, clock management was a really big factor for the St. Louis Blues. One other aspect of the game that really stands out from a takeaway standpoint, man was there a quick pace to it. There was a fantastic pace to the first period. Things slowed down a little bit there in the third, but a great pace to the second as well, playing with pace. Keeping on your toes, a north-south game, another key to the game from Drew Bannister, and that is exactly what the St. Louis Blues brought. Yeah, they gave up a lot of shots, but a lot of those shots came from the outside, and they were able to be handled pretty easily by Joel Hofer. But it was the pace of the game that allowed the Blues to keep going, use their speed, use their transition game to return some pressure on. And when the St. Louis Blues gave up that goal, the wacky goal scored by Lou Osterainen, and it goes in the net, they came immediately back and found a way to score just under three minutes later, and it's because of the pace and playing on your toes, as Drew Bannister called it. That was a big difference in this game. So those are the two takeaways, and the Blues get the victory over the Florida Panthers. Thanks for tuning in to Curbside Reaction, your next day post game podcast. We put it up the morning after each and every St. Louis Blues game, and we'll have another one for you Christmas Eve after the Blues host the Blackhawks on the 23rd. Have a great start to your holiday weekend. And we will see you at the rink.